Hello. Welcome. 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 (laughs) Welcome back to the Mystery Files, everybody. Welcome back to the Mystery Files. I wanted them to think we were birds. Is that a shame? They can't, people who are listening to the podcast <laughs> can't see if we're birds or not. I mean, with the visual aid, they can, but like... Well, then they should watch. You should uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Link in our Instagram bio. At the Mystery Files underscore. At the Mystery Files underscore. Where you can <laughs> you see all this fun. talk about our show. We're like promoting already. <laughs> well, you see, our show is a fun little, little shenanigan moment where we just talk about different mysteries like true crime and all that fun stuff. Yes. Yes. Last week, we talked about the disappearance of Dennis Martin. It took me a second to refresh. Yes, I always but... forget what mysteries we yeah, do. I'm not going to lie. It's like we reset. Like, as soon as the mystery's done, it's out of our heads. I still think we did Salem Witch Trials last week. That's how out of it I am. <laughs> And that's both like two weeks ago. We did do bits about the Salem witch trials. I feel like this is an ongoing joke. She's just season. she's an eternal joke. Oh my god, we love her very I much. I love it. But yes, that was my case last yes. week, and this week it is Tiffany's turn to present. And a I'm case. so darn excited. You're very excited. I really wanted to do a paranormal case this week, but I couldn't find one that worked. But I found oh. this. But this is even better. It's hard to find paranormal cases for this show. Like it's really hard. It is, and it's dumb because I really want one. You would think people would have more theories about stuff when it's mm-hmm. paranormal, but it feels like there's less theories about things when they're paranormal. Yeah, and I feel like there's so many different scary movies and stuff. I'm just surprised more people haven't tried to like put their own story out there. Like this happened to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. But like, unless you're through Reddit, but Reddit, I don't, I don't know, I don't mind Reddit, but it's kind of hard to navigate. It's a little more like creepy pasta, like yeah. almost. And I don't just, mind it, but yeah, it's fun. We but should it's do like, a creepy pasta night. We should. That'd be cool. That would be fun. Let us know in the comments if you guys want to hear a little creepy pasta. Well, even if we found our sm- the small little stories for creepy pasta, we can make it a TikTok. Our TikTok Stop, page we yes. want to start. We want to so. start a little uh, mystery files TikTok page yes. to get everyone on board. So maybe little creepy pastas would be fun to go about on our TikTok page for our yeah. mini mysteries. That was the idea you had. I think it was like the mini mysteries. Yeah, that'd be so fun. But creepy pastas are so scary. So I'm like, that'd be perfect. They really are. I, I'm just so surprised more people don't like self-insert into paranormal stuff. Yeah. It's like always like the true crime stuff. They're like, I was there. I saw the serial <laughs> killer. I I dated him. I actually dated a killer. I actually dated the serial killer that was involved in this story in 1922. Wow. You know, it's just like so like <laughs> out of nowhere. It's it was like, actually 1912. Oh, my bad. My, is this a bit? Is this a joke? Is this a reference? That was the year of this mystery. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do you wanna do you wanna get into it? I don't know. I mean, I guess I could. Okay. <laughs> I want right. to stir the pot a little bit, you know, get you all amped up. Oh wait, I get to do my fun little close your eyes and prepare. Uh, but I have to get do all the drum cozy roll first. I suppose you can do that. <laughs> you're like working ahead, like you're ready for the episode to be over. No, no, like, I actually just, read the last two sentences. I'm just case. so excited because this case is very special. Very special. Very special because I think, I'm pretty sure, I talked to my sister today, I talked to Stephanie, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure we have seen the place that this happened at. Oh, that's exciting. So, yeah, you I'm said excited. it happened like near your home. Yes, which back is in Iowa. Back in Iowa. Back in Iowa when I was a young gal. You know what they say in Iowa? What do they say? <laughs> yeah. Mysteries happen. <laughs> I don't know. You're so right. I they, when I was growing up there the first couple years of my life, they always said that. They did? To a five-year-old, they went, you know, mysteries... <laughs> Mysteries happen here. It's like the beginning of an Arnold Stein book. <laughs> they go, you know, you shouldn't have come to Iowa. You shouldn't come to Iowa. Mysteries That's why you had to leave. Here. You had to leave because the mysteries happened too close to home. 
And I went, okay, Arlstein. <laughs> <clears throat> would you like your drum roll? <sighs> I suppose I would. I like cleared my f- throat to just do a little uh, do a drum little, moment. A little, a little drummer boy. All right. Okay. Are you ready? I'm excited. This week on The Mystery Files, we will be covering the Villascax murders. <laughs> you can't even pronounce I know. It. I was struggling. <laughs> I knew I wouldn't be able to, and I'm just confident that I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I said it fun. You said... <laughs> Villisca. You literally said, oh, yeah, this happened in my hometown. I know all. No, it happened an hour and 20 minutes away from my hometown. That's, That's not different. Your hometown. <laughs> no, I said it happened close to home. I didn't okay, say it happened okay. in my hometown. That's like me going back home and being like, oh, yeah, yeah back in my I, hometown in Pittsburgh. <laughs> Did you ever do that, though? Like, no. whenever, whenever I used to go to summer camp sometimes, like, mm-hmm. if it was like out of state, I'd be like, oh, I'm from Pittsburgh. No. Because it was, like, in close vicinity. Well, that's when I say, oh, I'm, like, from Somerset, even though I'm not necessarily from Somerset. But everyone's like, where's that? Like, you have to name yeah. the major cities when you go, like, far out. Yeah, but that's then again, it's confusing. So I'm like, do I say I'm from Somerset or do I say I'm from Iowa? Mm. Because I'm like, well, what chapter of my life are we talking about? You know, what like, what, what what narrative do I like want to tell them? Which yeah. which which uh, protagonist story? You see, I go, oh, I was born in Iowa, but I grew up in Somerset, Pennsylvania, and they oh go, oh, God. that's boring. Good try. <laughs> oh, the people listening to the show are taking notes. Are like, all right, so they live here. They're like They're finding like, my social security <laughs> number as we speak. They're like, okay, they go, <laughs> they go, don't be shy. Drop the address. Drop the address. <laughs> okay, it was. <laughs> Oh well. my god. Um Axis? Is that what I hear Axe murders? You didn't hear Axe murder. I am I am a I love Axstam. I mean, you know. Big Axe Stan. We here. love Axes. We have a whole musical based yes, around Axe, it. Yes, Axe a so. tropping new musical. <laughs> Coming eventually. Coming at some point in the near future, but yes. not anywhere close to like, like soon. We'll never give you a date because why would we do that? Why but you know, it's, that? it's coming Element eventually, and that's what matters. If you guys if you guys uh support us, maybe yeah. we'll um, you know, be able to if make like, this little moment a reality. You know, if you like subscribe to the YouTube channel, yeah. or like, you and know, if you love a- axe murderers, this come is and where join to start. the Velisca axe murderers. See, I'll just get more Velisca. You said it kind of okay there. I know because I was really thinking about it. I was like, I have to really understand what this word is because I'm gonna be saying it the whole you go, episode. You go the Velisca. The Velisca. <laughs> the Velisca murders. murders. <laughs> All right. It sounds like I'm a ready. little water bottle. I'm ready to hear it. Would you like to paint the picture? I'm really Everybody. taking all your bits from you tonight. I know. I wanted to paint the picture. All right. Okay. I'm ready. Get your easels, kiddos. It's time to paint the picture. <laughs> Get yourself all cozy. Close those eyes. Get yourselves all cozy wozy. Cozy wozy with your nice little Christmas slippers. I hope you have a little blanket where yes. you are. If you're listening at home, falling asleep to us. Get tonight. that cup of joe. Get that cup of tea. <laughs> Get that coffee and go to bed. <laughs> Get that cup of coffee. If you, go if to you bed. listen to us to go to bed, make sure you bring a cup of coffee. Yeah, you probably like you need, need it. it. <laughs> you need it. I'm literally, oh my god, it's pretty stimulating. So you got to be awake to. Got to be awake to really understand what's or happening. Or you should take clips from our show and make it your. <laughs> it'll wake you up. Trust me. It'll especially the timbre of my voice. You want to be so annoyed? You'll be up. awake. You'll be like, "What is that noise? That kind of sounds like a chihuahua." And they go, "Oh, it's long." <laughs> Weird. <laughs> So, All right. the picture. <coughs> I'm closing my eyes. Shortly after midnight on June 10th, 1912, a stranger hefting an axe lifted the latch on a back door of a two-story timber house in the little Iowa town of Villisca. <laughs> the door was not locked. Crime was not the sort of thing you worried about, and a modestly prosperous... 
while prosperous, Midwest settlement of no more than 2,000 people, all known to one another by sight, and the visitor was able to slip inside silently and close the door behind him. Then, according to a reconstruction attempted by the town coroner next next day, (laughs) he took an oil lamp from a dresser, removed the chimney, and placed it out of the way under a chair, bent the wick in two to minimize the flame, lit the lamp, and turned it down so low it cast only the faintest glimmer in the sleeping house. That's that's kind of weird. Already off the bat, yeah. So it's like, why did he go through all these different things to like yeah. keep this in the house? I don't know. If, what? That's a lot of extra work. So he's like, I'm gonna sneak in this house and do all this fancy dancy stuff. So still carrying the axe, the stranger walked past one room in which two girls, ages twelve and nine, lay sleeping, and slipped up the narrow wooden stairs that led to two other bedrooms. He ignored one in which four more young children were sleeping, and crept into the room in which 43-year-old Joe Moore lay next to his wife, Sarah. Raising the axe high above his head, so high it gouged the ceiling, the man brought the flat of the blade down on the back of Joe Moore's head, crushing his skull and probably killing him instantly. Then he struck Sarah a blow before she had time to wake to register his presence. So he's walking by all his oh family. God. Yeah, like he went at it. Why does this remind me of the Lizzie Borden case a it little really bit? It really does. I like, like visualize Lizzie Borden. Yeah, like the whole idea of like going back into the house while mm-hmm. everyone's sleeping and then like them being like in the bed when it happened. Yeah. What? It's just like so like creepy. And also in regards to like this house. So mm. since I said, oh, it's hour 20 minutes from my house. When Stephanie oh, and no. I, when Stephanie and I were little, we were probably maybe like six, like late six, like almost seven. Mm-hmm. My mom had this friend. I don't want to say her name in case and how my mom's still friends you know, with her. You know, uh, cease, not, yeah. not cease and desist. That's but a like probably cease argument. and desist. <laughs> mm, yeah, we would get a cease and desist for yes. mentioning dropping names. But we'll just call her. We'll call her Layla, just for fun. Layla. We'll call her Layla. Queen of the beach. Queen of the beach. (laughs) Layla would babysit us every once in a while because she had a son that we were friends with. So, basically, Layla decided this house would be a fun place to take us to, like, show us. It was was Halloween time. And she was like, oh, I'm going to drive these kids by this really scary house. We literally drove past it, and she's, like, telling us this story. We're, like, age six. We're, like, what the heck is happening? And I don't know if I made it up, but Stephanie said she remembers it, too. But I remember to this day us saying, like, oh, my gosh, it looked like there was blood on the door. But, like, (gasps) I don't know if there was ever actually blood on the door. I think it was just something because it was dark outside. We were, like, making all like, imagination. Yeah, and we were little, and she was, like, telling us the story of what happened. Yeah. That would be – that's a messed up babysitter. I mean, I might have done this. (laughs) You're like, I'd do the same. No, you know, but like... I'd be like, so you guys want to hear some little ghost stories? Some ghost do you wanna, stories? Do you want me to scar you for life for scar a minute? Scar you for life. <laughs> but the thing is, I did not know if this was like a made-up memory for the longest time. And then today I stumbled upon this and like I saw the picture of the house and I was like, oh my God, that's it. And so I messaged Stephanie. I was calling her and everything. And I was like, Stephanie, like... Do you remember like this thing? Oh my and she, gosh! Yeah. That's why you called your sister. Yeah. Oh my god! Because I was like, this was a thing, right? And she's like, yeah, like Layla took us there when she was babysitting us, and I was like, oh, oh my, my gosh. god! But so she you said, were like solidifying the truth of yeah. it. Yeah, that's crazy. But she said she doesn't remember much about it, but she remembers going there. But she doesn't remember the site of the house. But I have a pretty like photographic memory. But like this house matches pretty much what I remember seeing. Oh and it was god. at night, and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the thing I've been thinking of since like when I was little. That's so. This is basically like your um. I don't know. This is like your uh, like your moment almost. Yeah. Like that you're finally getting like a uh, this. Uh, I, I don't even know. Like I don't you're know. finally like I'm attaching memory. Yeah. yeah, you're processing, processing that memory. The trauma. Yes, process the yes. trauma. Honestly, 
That makes so much sense that that happened to you. I know. Specifically that we're doing this Mm -hmm. show. Well, the thing is, I kind of forgot about it for a while. And I was like, oh, it must have been just like a haunted house thing she took us to when we were little. But like I was looking at the pictures and like reading and remembering the stuff that she was telling us like while we were in the car with her. And I was like, wait, this is the place. This is the story. Were you like were you like researching like for this case specifically or did you stumble upon it and then it just like triggered the a bunch of The thing is memories? I stumbled upon this and I saw a picture of the house and I was like wait that house looks familiar Ew. and then I saw it was in Villisca, Iowa and I was like oh my gosh what and so then I was like okay let me track to see like how far that was from like Council Bluffs and it was literally an hour and 20 minutes. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's it. That's literally what it was. You're also talking about the fact that your babysitter drove you an hour and a half out of your little hometown to, like, go see an axe murder. Well, then again, consider that we were close to Omaha, Nebraska as well. And, like, it was okay. pretty far drive. So we would go back and forth between Omaha and Iowa a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah, still, still, that's still like, <laughs> kind of like, messed up. Just imagine it's, like, 7 p.m. on a school she night. She goes, let's take a little she drive. Goes, let's go for a drive. She was kind of weird. axe murder house. She was very weird. I don't know. kind of weird. She's kind of weird, not going to lie. Your mom watching this, she's like, uh. She goes, uh, I love my mom. You're like, but I don't know, Layla. Mom did nothing that's wrong. not your mom. That's not how she talks. I don't know why. Yes, my mom totally has that accent. Good job. I don't know. I, I don't know, Layla. She would never do something like Layla that. Layla would never do such a thing. <laughs> also, her son drank, drank warm milk for fun, and I'm like, I don't mm, trust that. Mm, mm. I don't know. That's that a random, also explains That's a random a thing, but like, people have to know we drank warm milk because that isn't right. <laughs> Just saying. Tiffany is anti-warm milk, everybody. I'm anti-milk. I'm anti-warm milk. Come at me. That's disgusting. Do you want to throw up? I don't think so. So. We make our target audience slimmer and slimmer by the episode. They go, first off, they said this. Then they said this. They came at Layla. And they wanted me to join a call. I don't understand. I don't know what they want from me. Well, if I there's like can't. a support group against our Honestly, that would kind of make sense. Just kidding. Our, our little Follow fans our love YouTube us, right? Channel. Yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Yes, please do. If, if you, you guys start amping it up, we can make some merch. That's what I'm saying. That is true. We, we have wanna, ideas. We want to make merch, and we want you yes. to support the merch. So. We're gonna we're gonna make merch for ourselves. Yes. But like, and we're gonna wear it around. And you guys are gonna be like, "Wow, that's really cute." You see, I've already physically made merch. Just saying. Tea. My yeah. one sweater. Exactly. It is really cute, too. Thank you. Thank you. very cute. All righty. Back to the case. Back to axe murders. Leaving the couple dead or dying. That's how the next sentence <laughs> starts. Okay. Respect for the dead, but also this is a very crazy thing to start off. I'm just saying. Mm. So leaving the couple dead or dying, the killer went next door and used the axe, Joe's own, probably taken from where it had been left in the coal shed to kill the four more children as they slept. Once again, there is no evidence that Herman, 11, Catherine, 10, Boyd, 7, or Paul, 5, woke before they died. So they might not have even known that, like, something was happening in the house in the first place. Oh, my God. They could have easily just, like, slept through and not have waken up, and they were all killed. Nor did the assailant or any of the four children make sufficient noise to disturb Catherine's two friends, Alina and Ina Stillinger, as they slept downstairs. So they had friends over. Oh, my God. They what? were having a sleepover. But Literally, it's like a scary movie, like, brought to life. Well, I mm-hmm. guess, do they have scary movies in 1912? Oh, yeah. Probably, like, silent stuff. Yeah. Normal stuff, depending on what Maybe it was. Maybe not, like, what we know as scary movies, but, like, they, but like they Nosferatu basically are living. Like, Nosferatu-type creepy yeah. stuff. Yeah. So, like, they didn't get Nosferatu. They got, like, a 1980s uh, scream horror. Yes. This reminds me of a... Um, kind of like hush a little bit because it was like a killer that goes like door to door in Mm -hmm. this like neighborhood that's crazy it's creepy also random thing but why were the girls not with their friends downstairs that's scary i mean maybe they were just kind of like 
Well, wait, are they the people who lived in the house and they just like went to their it bedroom? Was, the sisters were upstairs, I think, and then the two friends were downstairs sleeping. But I'm like, if you're having a sleepover, why would you leave your friends sleeping by themselves yeah, downstairs? It's kind of weird. I mean, it might also, be like in a, a townhouse? early 1900s thing. It's like, oh, well, I think it's Jenny time and for Barbara bed. must sleep in the basement. <laughs> I don't know if I, um, people from <laughs> Iowa and I do talk like that, but I think I'm that's, no. that's what I. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, don't tell me what I what people what Iowegians do. talk like. <laughs> Is that what it's called? Iowegians? I mean, there's a big debate because <laughs> I think Iowegians. Well, Iowegians is what I grew up saying that the people from Iowa were called, but everyone yells at me and says Iowans. But I'm like, you're not from Iowa. Like Benjamin and I always get in little arguments because oh? he thinks it's Iowans, oh? but I'm like, I would know. I live there. <laughs> I would literally know. Look, he's about to say stuff in the comments. <laughs> I'm telling you, I would know. Literally, all my family says Iowegians, so you can back up. <laughs> But so far, no, it's probably like proper. They're like, I think it's time to go to bed now. I'm gonna sleep downstairs. I'm going to sleep in my bed. In you can sleep bed. on the floor. You can sleep on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. So the killer then descended the stairs and took his axe to the Stillinger girls, the elder of whom may finally have awakened an instant before she too was murdered. So they think the one girl might have woken up right before she was murdered. Oh and my then, gosh, that's even that's more terrifying. Scary. Oh, I feel like it would be more peaceful. Like, obviously, it's not going to be a peaceful experience, but, like, at least you would die yeah, not knowing. Yeah, at least, knowing. like, you would, yeah. Oh, It'd be a little creepy. less mm-hmm. graphic in a way. Yeah. Also, like, probably, like, because they were sleeping, too. Like, when you wake up, like, you feel, like, unalert. So it's, yeah. like, when you're seeing something like that. Yeah. That's, like, <gasps> like that's Ooh. how night terrors happen. It's creepy. That reminds me, like, this visually reminds me also of the Amityville Horror. Like, the oh, movie. Oh, yeah. That's what I was thinking a little bit, too. Ooh. Like, that idea. The, it reminds me. I would... Um, at one point, my mom had this boyfriend, and we like were obsessed with Amityville Horror growing up, obviously. Mm-hmm. So we'd play the DVD on repeat, and like everyone would fall asleep in the living room, and I would be up and it would have the title sequence of like the guy with the axe. Oh And my I was gosh. so little, I was so oh scared. Gosh. I was like, sometimes oh. even like little clips like that like ruin a kid. Like yeah. it's not even like the whole movie; it'll be like little sequences, mm-hmm. and you're just like, oh, absolutely. But it's not. like imagine being five, the only one awake at night yeah. in a place where everyone's asleep, like. <laughs> I saw, like, I saw The Hills Have Eyes at, like, 10 years old, Sir. and it messed me up. Oh, no, I can imagine. Like, I, but, like, it wasn't even, like, the whole movie messed me up. It's the scene when um sh- uh, that one girl, spoiler alert for The Hills Have Eyes, it's that <laughs> one scene where she's, like, in, like, the middle of, like, the forest and, like, that opening and, like, mm-hmm. all the voices are happening. It's like the, ah, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm, that thing? Vaguely. That messed me up. Not the whole movie, just that scene alone. Like, I was, like... Oh my God! Trees can talk. That's like no, it's like certain things that like really sticks yeah. with you, and you're like, "Oop, that was a bad memory." Also, sidebar question: mm-hmm. You said townhouse, so is this like are these like houses that are kind of like staggered out everywhere, or was it? Like, They're a, pretty staggered. Like, Let me sh- just show you a picture of it so you can. <gasps> is understand. it Google search time? No, this... no, this is just considered part of it. <laughs> we'll use uh, this for visual aid for the thumbnail of the video. Yes, Velisco. Velisco. Ah, she likes house. the break dance and Velisco. Velisco. Okay. So I am remember going past this okay, when I was yeah. little, and there's like a yeah. little barn for people that are online. I mean, yeah, it's like it's like a little townhouse. Yeah, yeah for all of our podcasts, listeners. and they have like a little barn. But I think I remember seeing the barn, and I think that's what Stephanie and I were like, "Oh, there's blood." But cause it was I mean, red. that it lo- does look scary. Yeah, and like that at night, oh, the creepy Mm-mm. as heck. No, it looks like a like a like it would be from a movie or something. Oh, yeah. It does not look right. It's Mm-mm. creepy. Mm-mm. It also so. probably doesn't help that they made it like black and white and like mm-hmm. put definition on like it. They have it all 
grainy. Yeah. They were like, ooh, this is going to look good. This will creep them out a lot. It's actually, watch it be like, it's an actually really nice house. It's like pink and it has like little go, blue so trimming. Cute. Oh, no, it's she's like, white. Oh. She's a white house. <laughs> but like, it'd be kind of cute. You can pink. See the blood. They might fix, if it was painted pink, they might be able to fix it. But then again, now they have this huge like Villisca murder house sign. Like, oh. You heard it here first, folks. If uh, you live in a murder house, just paint it pink. All It'll your problems it will go. <laughs> it's basically the Adams Family House from the TV show because it's pink Aww. in the interior. But yeah. you don't know because it's black and white. They kind of surprised you. That's true. But yes, on to the case. What happened next? Mark the Velisca killings as truly peculiar and still sends shivers down the spine a century after the fact. The Axeman went back upstairs and systematically reduced the heads of all six moors to bloody pulp, ugh, striking Joe alone an estimated 30 times and leaving the faces of all six members of the family to be unrecognizable. So not only did he kill this entire, like, houseful of people, he, like, mutilated. Like, it was awful. Oh, my gosh. Do you think he was trying to, like, make their bodies unidentifiable? I don't like, know. What? I feel like I don't know what good that would do because everyone yeah, knows who I lives mean, there. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, like why I, would that matter? I feel like if you were going to do it, obviously don't do it, but, like, if he was going to do it, <laughs> well, I don't want to be, like, justifying it, but, like, in right. his brain, if you were like, oh, I have to make sure I'm not recognizable, why would he not just target the two girls downstairs? Because no one it's hard. I don't know because they're not actually family members. Like, almost, I don't know if there's like a really a way, like a way around almost because yeah. like they would know that the girls were there in the first place. It just seems yeah. like that was definitely like an act of like aggression. I'm just like, ooh, That's... you creepy man. Yeah, I didn't read some of this, so I'm like, ooh, as I'm reacting as I read. <laughs> You're live reacting as you do the set kids. <laughs> yes, I mean I look through a you little know, bit, it's but like, that's kind of the fun of it too. You know, it's just creepy as heck. Okay. He then drew up the bedclothes to cover Joe and Sarah's shattered heads. Ugh. Placed a gauze undershirt over Herman's face and a dress over Catherine's. Covered Boyd and Paul as well. And Why finally, though? what was this? He hanged their clothes every over every mirror and piece of glass in like the house. Why? I don't know. I mean, was he trying to like not have people come find them but like, like if it's mirrors like what yeah. is it doing the only thing i could think of is like if it was something like demonic or something taking over him unless there's... he like didn't want people to see him like if you were like happening to be walking by or something but like in a mirror like in the house yeah that's kind of the only thing i could think of is some people say mirrors are like portals to like the other world the other realm and oh, like darker so think stuff this might be like in tune with paranormal like if he were to convince himself that he was being possessed or like something darker was happening mm. more sinister he could be like okay i have to cover these mirrors because i'll release like some type of entity or like oh wow i don't, I don't know even think of that. that's the only thing no, i can think of point. because that's the only thing i know like associated with mirrors that would make any sense he could have been like like mentally ill to the point that like the paranoia like kind of took over like even that is possible. like even him seeing himself could be something that's like oh my gosh this isn't me i'm a monster but like him not being yeah. able to stop himself oh my god wow. it's creepy as heck. oh my god so at some point the killer also took a two pound slab of uncooked bacon from the ice box what? wrapped it in a towel and left it on the floor of the downstairs bedroom close to a short piece of keychain that did not apparently belong to the moors he seems to have stayed inside the house for quite some time, <gasps> filling a bowl with water and some later reports said washing his bloody hands in it. Sometime before 5 a.m., he abandoned the lamp at the top of the stairs and left as silently as he had come, locking the doors behind him. Taking the house keys, the murderer vanished as the Sunday sun rose red in the sky. Oh my gosh. 
Was he hungry for two pounds of bacon from the freezer? I don't know. It didn't. <laughs> did it say so that he ate rain. it? No, it doesn't say he ate it, but he definitely took it out, maybe to like uh, defrost it. Maybe it's weird That's because weird. he said he wrapped it in a towel and put it on the floor and then put it close to a short piece of a keychain. It almost seems oh like he was gosh. feeding something. Ah, that's like, like what that. I imagine. Like he's trying to like feed some type of. Entity. Oh my god, it's like the Babadook. Oh. Oh, spoiler for the Babadook. I'm so sorry. I'm spoiling like every scary. You say don't watch anything. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Don't watch anything. Just listen to the mystery files. I will tell you. We'll the best sum it parts. up in the worst way we possibly can. Let's just remember the Babadook's a gay icon. King. King. <laughs> King. Oh my gosh, that's but, crazy. It almost felt like he wants to like soak up mm-hmm. like kind of like what he did, like have joy in it, I guess. But I'm just like Maybe that's why he about up the windows. But like the bacon and like he like locked all the doors as if he didn't do anything. And then the bowl of water he was like washing his bloody hands in. But I'm like What if what he like got happening? out of like this like psyche or something and saw everything that happened and realized it might have been him and he was like, Oh, I have to cover this up mm-hmm. or like I need to like make this right in some way. Yeah. Cause like that's the only reason I could see like him wanting to cover their faces and stuff is because he mm-hmm. had some type of shame. But the thing is... Unless it was, like, a game to him. That's confusing. I don't know. Like, even if he wanted to make it seem more like it was a creature that did it. Yeah. Just because if he were to, like, lean into, like, oh, it wasn't a human being that did it, he could have, like, ripped off the bacon and, like, tore apart the kitchen oh, or something. Oh, so you think it was, like, he was, like, an animal from the forest came in Maybe. I mean, some them. of it wouldn't make sense. Like, I don't know why he would have covered mirrors and all that stuff. But the only thing is, if he would have mutilated their faces and everything, that could easily look like they were mauled or something by oh, something. Well, that's confusing with the mirrors and windows thing, too. I just don't understand what the mirrors were doing, but... This guy did not have, like... <laughs> any no he really did not direction he just went off the creepy man so the moors were not discovered until several hours later when a neighbor worried by the absence of any sign of life in the normally boisterous household telephoned joe's brother ross and asked him to investigate ross found a key on the chain that opened the front door but barely entered the house before he came rushing out again calling for Velisca's marshal hank horton that that sat in a train a sequence of events that destroyed the little hope there may have been left of gathering usual evidence from the crime scene. Horton bought also doctors J. Clark Cooper and Edgar Hugh and Wesley Ewing, the minister of the Moore's Presbyterian congregation. So they're getting like all these people in the town to like come in. But I'm like, oh, I can't imagine walking in on site yeah, like that. Imagine like, being the guy that was asked to walk into the murder house. Yeah. And like it's your brother. Oh, my God. And like his family. Absolutely not. Oh, and I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go alone either. I would not oh, no. walk into a murder house by myself. But the even thing if, is, like, he wouldn't fine. even know, though, because it's like, oh, they're yeah. just like quiet. Maybe they're just not home. But like, like even at that point, I'd be like, I need someone to come with me. I mean, yeah. maybe they didn't know any better because it was 1912. Yeah. That was a lot like I mean, a lot of stuff already like happened crime but like that's before like the united states became like and like serial killers i don't think were super popular well popular but like they didn't gain like no they didn't gain a lot of traction like there wasn't a lot of them until like the 70s anyway so it's like i mean that's one thing we've learned from this show Mm -hmm. is that like there's a lot of crime that happened from like 70s yeah 90s just because there were like the main serial killers that started it but then like people kept following in footsteps of people that set really really bad examples of what it could be and that's just disgusting yeah that's that's crazy. You, you, you. So they have all these different people, and they were followed by the county coroner, L.A. linguist, and a third doctor, F.S. Williams, who became the first to examine the bodies and estimate a time of death. 
When a shaken Dr. Williams emerged, he cautioned members of the group uh, gathering outside to, quote, don't go in there, boys, you'll regret it until the last day of your life. Many ignored the advice, as many as 100 curious neighbors and townspeople ramped as they pleased through the house, scattering fingerprints and in case, oh and in God. one case, even removing fragments of Joe Marshall's, oh, Joe Moore's skull is a macabre keeps, keepsake. What the heck? They oh literally messed gosh. up all the fingerprints and someone took a piece of the guy's skull. See, that's like, it's not the same, but it's very similar to like the Dennis Martin thing. Yeah. Like they had too many people like mm-hmm. at the scene. So like there was no like way to trace it over. Yeah. Also, can we talk about the fact that what was it? the Who was it? The preacher or something? He said that little quote. Uh, the doctor. Dr. The doctor. William Emerge. Don't go in there. What what is with like people saying like very cryptic storytelling type of like things like don't go in don't there. Don't go in yo. there. And everyone goes, Oh yeah, let's definitely go check out literally an entire group of people that got yeah. like mutilated. Like why would you want to see that? Yeah, it's like almost yeah. It's wow. like why do why are people attracted to gruesome things? Because it even comes down to like when we were talking about the Salem witch trials, like people would go and watch people get like hung. Yeah, it was like uh you, you got like tickets to like go mm-hmm. see it. It was an event. And I'm like, why is there this interest in like seeing it? And I know right mm-hmm. now there's like an interest in like serial killers and stuff like that, but it's more of an but interest of how like their in- mind got yeah. there. It's more of an interest of research. Like that's mm-hmm. like the point of like yeah. all this stuff is like understanding history. Yeah. More so than being like, oh wow, like Mm-hmm. I like that. But, like, like how could you mm-mm. go in good conscience, like, to, like, a neighbor's house that you know just passed away and just, like, flood in and be like, ooh, look at this. Let's mess up fingerprints. too because it's, like, a hundred years ago. Mm-hmm. So, like, manners are probably so different than they are now. Yeah. And especially, like, socially, like, mm-hmm. they're completely in a different tune than we are now. Yeah. And I guess they also probably perceived death differently because so many people died at that time just to, like, oh, little yeah, things they that did. they're they just normalize death as a thing. Yeah. And they were like, oh, it's no big deal. But then I feel like when they stumbled upon, well, like, like, that's this just, like, gruesome disrespectful. thing. Yeah. Why would you want to go into a murder house anyway? Like, maybe, like, like now, like, seeing that house as, like, a museum piece yeah. or something. Yeah, like, like, that's completely but, different. Like, while it's still an active scene, goodbye. Mm-hmm. But also, goodbye. like, the police and everything that were, like, watching this house like why did they allow this to happen why did they allow all these people to come in here and mess up the crime scene it was probably hard to like keep all of them out like it's yeah. like if all of these people are going in at the same time there's no way you're gonna stop them oh that's crazy it's ridiculous so the murders convulsed Velisca, particularly after a clumsy and futile attempt to search the surrounding countryside for a transient killer failed to unearth a likely suspect the simple truth was that there was no sign of the murder's whereabouts he might have vanished back into his own home nearby, equally given a head start Stop. of up to five hours in a town of which nearly 30 trains called every day. He might easily have made um, made good his escape. Bloodhounds were tried without success. After that, there was a little... There was little for the townspeople to do but gossip, swap theories, and strengthen their locks. By sundown, there was not a dog to be about in Villisca at any price. Yeah, there's no way that guy was still in town. Yeah. He would have gotten out there asap like he had plenty of time to yeah. like get even out and i feel like he probably had a plan yeah like even if it was like the idea of like oh he woke up realizing what he did like either any of the options he would have been panicked and yeah. like ready to get out like of he town. definitely would have gotten out in the five hour time in which also if there's multiple trains like mm-hmm. that means like he is probably from another like town yeah he's from another he's town. just hopping trains and doing whatever yeah. he needs to do because like you would i don't know like i just feel like you wouldn't 
commit such a heinous thing in like your hometown like Mm -hmm. just like walk back to your place like oh yeah yeah like just had like a night out like that's Mm -hmm. not what would happen and i feel like it's also he would never settle in one place after that because i feel like oh no he's he was probably yeah there's even shows that represent like killers who will jump town to town because if they stay in one place for too long they're gonna get caught caught because like Mm -hmm. it's like about like following the trail and the trail will end to them finally also random thought but you need to watch you just saying, I'm not going to say I've anything else. I watched you. Like, all of it? No, I watched the first season. Well, watch the second season. I think it's better, but... Oh, that's... Oh. T. But, oh. yes, watch it, watch it, watch it. All right. not going to say anything else because no spoilers, but it's really good. The Mystery Files is now sponsored by the Netflix original, You. you. Season three coming out eventually. It actually is. And you it's should... So, should... Ah, I messed up. You <laughs> should subscribe to The Mystery Files. On YouTube. <laughs> on YouTube. And Instagram. Link in our Instagram bio. The Mystery Files underscore. They're like, all right. All righty. We don't have ads on these videos, so these are our uh, sponsored content. Yes, we are our own ads, okay? <laughs> That's all we need. So, on to suspects. <gasps> Wait, most... are we into theory time? Is this like... Um, it's kind of a little bland. Okay, like a, little, little... a little medley. Okay, I'm ready. Imagine a salad. This I, have, the I have some ideas already, mm-hmm. so I'm like cooking. Okay. Interesting. Yes, I'm ready. So, the most obvious suspect may have been Frank Jones, a tough local businessman and state senator who was also a prominent member of Villisca's Methodist Church. Edgar Epperly, the leading authority on the murders, reports that the town quickly split along religious lines, the Methodists insisting on Jones' innocence and the Moore's Presbyterian congregation convinced of his guilt. Though never formally charged with any involvement in the murders, Jones became the suspect and the subject of a grand jury investigation and a prolonged campaign to prove his guilt which destroyed his political career. Many townspeople were certain he used his considerable influence to have the case against him quashed. So there's this one guy. Okay. They're thinking. All right. And then there were at least two compelling reasons to believe that Jones had nursed a hatred of Joe Moore. First, the dead man had worked for him for seven years, becoming the star salesman of Jones's farm equipment business. (laughs) Wow, this sounds awful. But Moore had left in 1907 dismayed, perhaps by his boss's insistence on hours of, oh gosh, of 7 a.m. to 11 p.m., six days a week, and set himself up as a head-to-head rival, taking the valuable John Deere account with him. Worse, he was also believed to have slept with Jones's vivacious daughter-in-law. What? What? Oh my God, the drama. The drama. I did not expect that. Not the John Deere Corporation. Not the John John Deere Corporation. We're going to get in trouble for slander against John. John Deere. <laughs> That's where we're getting the seasons. Not from Layla, John... Queen of the Beach. No. Mr. John Deere himself. Queen of the Beach. Stop Teen Beach movie. Okay. That's what I said earlier. My gosh. Okay. Did it just click? Did my bit yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it did not hit me. Yeah. Really. I'm not going to lie. Might have been like how I said it. Oh my gosh. It was a good joke. I hope you guys enjoyed. <laughs> That's my stand up for the day. That's my best joke. That's it? We'll mark it down. Mark it in the books. <laughs> the, no, the book we don't even have, but it's okay. <laughs> Alrighty. The book is our minds. The book is the internet. The book is our brain. Thank you. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Anyway, that was a lot of drama. That felt like a Riverdale bit. That did feel that very feel, Riverdale. That felt very like start to finish Riverdale. Like a whole I feel like I just watched a whole season. Yes, like, I, feel I like didn't, I'm good. I didn't like reading that line. It just came out of nowhere and then I was like, Ew the blasphemy. So he did all that dirty stuff. And then a local beauty whose numerous affairs were well known in town thanks to her astonishingly indiscreet habit of arranging tire. I don't know how to say this word. Trysts. Got Mm. it. Over the telephone. 
At a time when all calls in Villisca had to be placed through an operator, by 1912, relations between Jones and Moore had grown so cold that they began to cross the street to avoid each other. So they oh, had this hatred awkward. built. So, like, that's I don't awkward. know. They were getting together. And then I've done that now. And you're like, I'm that's still really doing sad. it. Yeah, that's really sad. I, f- mm. I feel for, yeah. For Jonesy boy and Miss, yeah. Miss Daughter-in-Law. Yeah, sometimes you got to cross you, you gotta street. go on the other side of yeah. the street sometimes sometimes you see the, the the love of your life and they just they decide not to love you back <laughs> they just decide not to love you unless you're me <laughs> <laughs> i stare right at the camera <laughs> love you benjamin shout out this, uh. this is this is a singles hour on uh the mystery <laughs> file so get out it's starring just logan <laughs> you called yourself out that's not my fault you said, welcome to Singles Hour. It's all me, folks. I feel for the guy. That's all I got to Follow say. Logan the Master. He's looking for a man. <laughs> Stop. This just becomes my... Uh, People are going to start... Profile. They're going to like hear you in the cafe, and they're going to start like looking up your Instagram. His ad is at Logan the Master. Stop it. Stop it. I mean, if you want to plug it, plug my TikTok, of all things. Yeah. What's um, it, Starring Night? Th- no. Logan Don't. the Starboy. What's the same God. thing? That's his email address. <laughs> Any more suspects to hear? Oh, let's see. I'm past uh, my um, love for, what's his name, Jonesy Boy? Jonesy Boy. Jonesy. That's a great name. It's actually just Jones, but I keep calling him Jonesy because I like Jonesy. We need to get a new last name. Jones, if you're listening from uh, Purgatory, Heaven, or Hecky Wecky. Thank you. um, You're welcome. Hecky Wecky. Didn't want to do some blasphemy for you, I guess. I said enough blasphemy on this episode. That's enough blasphemy for one day. Yes. Ew. (laughs) Um, uh, If you're listening... Your name's Jonesy now. Sorry. Also, I feel for you. Let's uh, hang out sometime. Let's hang out. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I just winked, everybody. Wank, wank. Wank, wank. Few people in Villisca believe the man of Jones's age and eminence. He was 57 in 1912 and would have swung the axe himself, but in some minds, he was certainly capable of paying someone else to wipe out more and his family. Mm, a hitman. A hitman. So that was the theory of James Wilkerson, an agent of the renowned Burns Detective Agency, who in 1916 announced that Jones had hired a killer by the name of William Mansfield. Wow, I think I know people by the last name of Mansfield. What if they're descendants of him? <gasps> To murder a man who had humiliated him. Wilkerson, who made enough of a nuisance of himself to derail Jones's attempts to secure re-election to the state Senate, and who eventually succeeded in having a grand jury convened to consider the evidence he had gathered, was able to show that Mansfield had the right sort of background for the job. In 1914, he was a chief suspect of the axe murders of his wife, her parents, and his own child in Blue Island, Illinois. Oh wow! So I wow, it's the very drama. possible that this guy could have done yeah. it. I mean, that might explain the whole uh, with the hitman thing. That mm-hmm. might explain why it was so specific that he was asked to cover the windows and the mirrors and cover them up. Yeah, that might explain. I don't know how that explains the bacon thing, but like yeah, if he was given so weird. if he was given specific instructions of mm-hmm. some for some reason, yeah, it would make sense. I don't know unless he was supposed to do something with the bacon and mm-hmm. ran out of time and was like i gotta get out of town and get my cash <laughs> my cash the bacon just really doesn't make sense to me i mean i guess if you were yeah. to look for like the mirrors in the windows it could possibly be like oh he didn't want to get his fingerprints on anything still weird still still doesn't really make any sense still yeah i, d- I just don't a lot know of, a lot of this is one this is one of those cases that has just a, like a lot of weird variables in it it's like, yeah oh, okay. i'm like it could have been a hitman but like why would he go through the trouble like if he w- it was a hitman i feel like he would just do the job get it done why would he go out of his way to like mutilate people like mm-hmm. that seems like something who was like personally i mean unless it was it. like asked by 
the person. person. Yeah, that's but just like, weird still, to me. still, like, even then, like, I don't even know, like, I don't know anything about hitmen. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's not, like, something you would ask of them to do. I don't yeah. know. That's weird. I don't, it just seems very, just weird. Because from what it seems, it seems like uh, hitman is, like, get the job done, get out. Yeah. It's not really, like, supposed to be, like, that yeah. like, type of scene. And then again, there's a difference between, like, brutally, like, murdering someone and, like, mutilating them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just very, like, weird that he, like... It's very different. Like, it's just weird. I don't know. But unfortunately for Wilkerson, Mansfield turned out to have a cast iron alibi for the Velisca killing. Mm. So, like, he couldn't even be the person, which is, Great. it's like, well, we're back to square one. So, payroll records showed that he had been working several hundred miles away in Illinois at the time of the murders, and he was released for lack of evidence. This mm. did not stop many locals, including Ross Moore and Joe Stillinger, father of the two Stillinger girls, from believing in Jones's guilt. The ronker caused by Wilkerson lingered on in the town for years. For others, though, there was a far stronger and far stranger candidate for the axe man. His name was Lynn George Jacqueline Kelly, and he was an English immigrant, a preacher, with recorded mental problems. He had been in the town on the night of the murders and freely admitted that he had left on a dawn train just before the bodies were discovered. <gasps> so that's kind of sketchy. Oh? Oh? Even so, if he was like, well, I don't know how many, mo- I don't know how many trains would have been there at the exact same time. But even if he mm-hmm. wasn't the one to do it, maybe he saw the person that did it. If they happen to be on yeah. the same train. Well, as far as I know about like trains and stuff, like in areas like that, they would have been actively running late at night and like into mm-hmm. the morning. So it's very possible that they were on the same train. Well, that he would have jumped on a random train that gone by, or like That's true, yeah. I don't know. Wow. Just before the bodies were discovered. There were things about Kelly that made him seem an implausible suspect, not least that he stood only five foot two and weighed 119 pounds. I don't think that really matters because Mm-mm. you can still, you're holding an axe. Like, what are you, you're going to win. Yeah. I mean, like, e- even if it's like a shorter or like a shorter person, like, mm-hmm. the, the momentum of the axe can still be made. Yeah. It's a top heavy item. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, um, to bring it back to like a, maybe like a color guard perspective. <laughs> You're like, oh, color guard. Like, I don't know. I did color guard. Maybe yeah. I know. Um, but like, <laughs> like sometimes the weight in those aren't even, but like, that's the point. It's like how you shift that weight. So yeah. they were able to get enough momentum into it. Mm-hmm. Like, I could see that's a possibility. Like, I don't I know. I don't think you gotta be like six foot five. No. Um, uh, Paul Bunyan man to yeah. be able to commit something like that. Like, if you're killing people, you're killing people. Like, if you got enough rage or just, like... Yeah. It may be harder, but, yeah. like, it's not impossible. Mm-hmm. And, like, if he was going through, like, a fit or something, he could mm. easily, like, use all of that. Or, like, fight oh, yeah. or flight and just, like, be a wild oh, yeah. person. So, they say, oh, he was this height and weight but in other ways he did fit the bill he was left-handed and the coroner linguist had determined from an examination of blood spatters in the murder house that the killer probably swung his axe that way and he was caught peering into windows in the Velisca's house two days before the before the murders <gasps> stop so like it's like he was like seeking okay. out yeah, yeah so he was pre-planning oh my gosh that's just creepy oh as my heck. gosh Let's see. Ooh, there's a little. Okay. Velisca, two days before the murders in 1914, living in Winter, South Dakota, he would advertise for a girl stenographer to do confidential work, and that ad placed in the Omaha World Herald would also specify that a successful candidate would be willing to pose as a model. When a young oh. woman named Jessime Hodgson responded, she re- wait, she received in return a letter described by a judge so obscene, lewd, and lavicious 
that it was offensive to honorable court and improper to be spread among the record herself. So I'm assuming it had, like, some pretty dark stuff in it. Mm -hmm. That was, like, really offensive. Also, a sonographer and a model calling? Why would you trust a call? It just really sketchy. Yeah. It reminds me, this movie I watched this past weekend about this guy who had, like, pictures of, like, women, like, he brutally, like, murdered. Oh, my God. I can't remember what it was called. What the heck was it called? I'll have to find it eventually. But... He was ended up being, like, this big murderer, and he had, like, these random photos of women being murdered. Oh, my god. And I'm gosh. like, that's what this reminds me of. Like, he had these different things, and women were like, oh, why do you have those? Mm-mm. I mean, like, creepy. that's something to be worried about. Mm-hmm. That, like, if he's gone, the he's probably that, planning like, it. The fact that, the court had to, like, redact what it said. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Also, random thing, but it was in the Omaha World Herald, and I lived in Omaha, Nebraska before, so <laughs> I don't know. Crazy stuff, I guess. Wow. It's basically like you lived it. I lived it. You know, I'm actually one of the girls. No. Reincarnated. No. <laughs> Absolutely Reincarnate. No. Reincarnate. Reincarnate. Stop. It's the Halloween special again. No. Alrighty. <laughs> so investigations soon soon made plain that there were links between Lynn Kelly and the Moore family. More sinister, he believed in the little preacher's guilt was the fact that Kelly had attended the Children's Day service held at Villisca Presbyterian Church at, on the evening of the murders. So he was there, he saw the girls, he saw the family at church. So, like, it's likely that he maybe oh followed them gosh. home or, like, knew. So then he knew how many people lived there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. And it's a church, cause, so it's, like, public domain. Yeah. Like, he can go in there if he pleases. Ooh, Ooh this one's sounding pretty... It's pretty creepy. So the service had been organized by Sarah Moore and her children together with Lena and Ina Stillinger had played prominent parts dressed up in their sun- Sunday best. So it looks like all the kids and children were, like, playing and, like, putting on, like, the service. And, like, the two girls that stayed overnight were also there. So it's very likely he just, like, pinpointed all of them because they were, like, running the service. Wow. Which is really creepy. Um, Let's see. I'm trying to think of a good place to wrap up because there's a lot of things. And I don't know if you'd be interested in doing a two-part case or what your thoughts on two-parter i don't know because it's very like i have a significant amount left how much more you got to share probably like four pages long page <laughs> um or we might want to do a wrap-up maybe a wrap-up let's see well there's a lot more different things you can always look up little miss Velisca axe murders there's different theories and everything still happening but yeah it's still like left open to interpretation and like that's crazy yeah it's crazy it seems like there's like more and more details that go into this like with every like twist mm-hmm. and turn the drama the john deere thing it just got me i like know that. i still think it's very possible it could be a hitman but i don't think it was the hitman they said or it's this yeah. last guy that they talked about yeah the hit the hitman idea is very good and then also this idea of the one that was like following them and like seeing their house while they weren't home mm-hmm. like he was a creepy man mm-hmm. i don't know yeah. i just feel like there's a lot of different things we could go but i do think the hitman is probably probable I don't yeah. know. I feel pretty confident in the hitman idea. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty confident. I just wish I had more answers on the bacon and yeah. the windows. Like, even though it's like a specific thing, like mm-hmm. I feel like it could be that, I guess. I don't know. I'm going to say it was something demonic that took over. Or like he believed something mm-hmm. demonic was taking over just because he was very out of it and like yeah, going sure. wild. I don't know. I feel like that's the only logical way any of that would make sense because it doesn't really connect or correlate with anything else that we've read about or heard about. Yeah. But... Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. Well. Well, I think this case is actually 
a mystery on the mystery files that was yes. beautiful thank you thank you all right thank you guys for tuning in yes. with us we will see you um next week i think yeah because this, this episode's gonna be uh over thanksgiving yeah this so it'll premiere episode yes yes all right so we will see you guys then see you guys then thank all you right. for all the fun times we'll be back for my case all right goodbye goodbye happy holidays home skizzles <laughs> <laughs> bye